Candace, I have a really good idea that I need you to take seriously, okay? Okay. All right. So, um, you know, single people. What are we always talking about? Dating. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, and also, everybody's confused about it. Nobody knows what to do, what's good, what's bad, whatever. And I feel like uh, we should make a podcast. A podcast? A podcast. About dating? About dating, you know, about dating as Christians. You know, I feel like uh, a lot of Christians are trying to figure out dating. There's like weird stuff in Christian history about, you know, you know, 90s Christian history about how people should date. Uh, and I feel like we're trying to dust that off us. Yeah. So, like the anti-I yeah, kiss dating goodbye culture. Exactly. That's exactly what it would be. We would be like, okay, it's time to get past that. It's all right. It happened. Let's not bemoan it too much. But... Uh, yeah, and, and then you and I would co-host it. I've been talking to Brad about it, and uh, I love that guy. He's like a king among men, and he could uh, edit it, produce it, and stuff for us. All right. I, I think I'll have to think about it. Don't think about it. Just say yes. I'm in. Yeah! <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everybody. This is Dateology. And we are a voice for Christian metropolitan dating. Where we collect honest stories to create literary wisdom for discovery and companionship. Yes, and we will graciously be your hosts. I'm Matt. And I'm Candice. And uh, today is a very special episode because, uh, gosh, this is going to be our, our grand culmination. You know, like the, the finale of, uh, of this show, which, I mean, Candice and I, you know, we were talking before we start hit record, and we've got lots of feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a, a fun, meaningful project. And Candace, I, I, just before we go on to trip down memory lane, I just want to say thank you for mm. being a wonderful uh, friend and co-host and partner in this project Ugh. for the last several years. You're going to start off with with the waterworks. <laughs> it is so emotional, you know, thinking about ending it makes you think about how it started. Yes. And yeah, I don't know if you want to lead the conversation because it was kind of your idea that you were thinking up and just so yeah. kindly thought I would have a good radio voice and could use my <laughs> expertise as a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so yeah, basically what it happened was... Uh, um, I had uh, given a sermon at, uh, at our church and, um, one layer to that sermon was talking about dating and it almost felt like, you know, the moratorium on talking about dating as Christians from the pulpit and just kind of openly, and let's just be real about it. It's like it, uh, it was kind of like, we're done with that. We're done with like not talking about one of the, the biggest pieces of people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got tons of response uh, from our church about that. And and then it just made me think, I just want to keep talking about this. But how can we pull in other angles that, like, you know, I come from a ministry angle. Uh, but I started to think about who could be some, some folks who uh, could offer a different perspective. And then I thought, like, a therapeutic angle would be really, really valuable. And you immediately came to mind, mm-hmm. um, just as a marriage and family therapist who— you know, we've been friends for years. We grew up in the same hometown. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we have good banter and chemistry and whatever, and we can joke around and tell stories and it can, uh, you know, our, our, I've always found our conversations interesting and I feel like, uh, other people you know, would too. <laughs> yeah. I, I just knew it. I was just like, people will, people will like this. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, then I approached you and, and you know what, uh, I know we just role played it out as a, as a joke, uh, at the start, but, uh, what was your reaction? Oh, gosh. Uh, a mixture of so flattered, honestly. And I think you had said at the time that when you told Brad, he was like, oh, she has a great radio voice. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the first thing was flattery. I, I love the idea. I look, um, you know, I work with a lot of young adults in my practice. Um, and I, I thought it would be so helpful to get content out there about dating. Um and at the time, though, I was going through a, like, gut-wrenching, life-altering breakup, yeah. um, which I don't really mention in the show at the time. But that yeah. ended up being kind of my muse because I had so much ammo for how Christians are dating poorly. <laughs> it was a, a uh, fresh lived experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think, you know, both like raw from that experience and unsure if I had the emotional capacity to jump into an endeavor. And yet imagining if that person was listening to this now, what would I want them to know? (laughs) And so I think for, you know, many of those first episodes, that was kind of my secret. Yeah. yeah, Motivation. I remember especially early on uh, with those, you know, initial episodes, um, we would record it and then, and then you and I would just like stick around and talk for another mm-hmm. like hour or so. And we were like talking through a breakup for you. And it yeah. was like, it was tender and it was real. And I was really honored that you would be open with me about it. And uh, yeah. And, and so I could see, you know, as I'm thinking back on it, how um, this was a perfect message delivery device mm. for uh, <laughs> putting it out into the universe. The things that you were like, oh, man, this needs to change real yeah. bad. This broke my heart. This is difficult. Right. I don't like that. And, you know, I had and I had my own woes and troubles uh, to sort out. So at the time when we started recording this, I was uh, just about to start dating uh, my now wife, Lindsay. And, uh, it, it was just like, um, you, you know, it was in such like initial stages. We had been friends for years and years and years before, but it was like, oh my gosh, how do I start dating a friend? What, mm-hmm. what do I do? And this became a space in my conversations with you, you know, that are captured for now thousands of people <laughs> to listen to. Um, like this became a space for, uh, you know, you and me to to talk about what was going yeah. on in romance and dating and how to be faithful to Jesus yeah. and that. And I got so much, gleaned so much wisdom yeah. uh, from our conversations that clear, just like immediately got to be implemented into uh, dating Lindsay, yeah. who's now my wife. So um, super grateful for that. And the, that was like Earliest stages, almost like episode zero. Oh, absolutely. uh, I mean, episode one, if listeners remember, you were the, you know, Mm -hmm. hot ticket item, most available Christian pastor man. Um, (laughs) So it is funny. You know, I think that still makes me nervous. (laughs) And, you know. Uh, to hear you say that. It's not true anymore. I'm not eligible bachelor yeah, anymore. Yeah, but at the time, you know, the idea of you being a leader and speaking in front of people, you know, I think really drew 
people to interest. Um, and, you know, one thing that's yeah. so interesting that I was reflecting on getting ready for this mm. episode that while we, you know, taught and shared about our history and wisdom, we also journeyed through it at the same time. Yes. And so it wasn't just, you know, an, an objective truth, which I think we did try to bring a lot of those biblical and psychological just aspects to it. But we were no strangers to the actual experience. And yes. um, I think it's it's a good story to say we started this show on dating. We were single. And by episode two, we were married, you know, to different people. <laughs> or season two, not yeah, episode two. Yeah, yeah, sorry, two. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, a lot of learning yeah. fast. By season two, we were both married. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And, uh, you know, what... It, it, maybe it was just our time. Maybe we just found the right people, you know. Or maybe we were just, like, given to the conversation and seeking yeah. it out and well, whatever. I, you yeah. know, I, who I knows do, how this stuff works. I do think that what did contribute was a, a lot of what we talked about was the openness to dating and dating differently. Because I, I do mm-hmm. think that the, the Christian culture around dating when I grew up was, you know, in the I kiss dating goodbye, uh, promise ring era – Yes. Which taught a lot of rigidity, a lot of like perfectionism, a lot of idealism around dating. And through that mm-hmm. breakup, specifically, you know, we, we encourage people, go to therapy, figure out what it is that's making it hard for you to, you know, commit or picking mm-hmm. the wrong people. And I was doing it at the same time. I mean, I was going to therapy sometimes twice a week because I was like, I'm done. I'm done making the same mistake. Yeah. I don't want to be hurt yes. again. Um and so it really was following our own advice and, and actually being validated. I think a lot of those experiences for me was sharing with you, and I'm so sick of this, it shouldn't be that way, and you saying, oh, my gosh, that's right. No one should ever talk mm-hmm. to you like that. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling yeah, like, totally. oh, yeah, it's not just in my head, that, mm-hmm. that there, is, there is an honest, honoring way to, to get to know somebody, and you don't have to overcomplicate it. That is good. And, you know, that's one thing that I know you and I have always hoped for anybody who's listening. Uh, Is it an understanding? Yeah, my feelings around dating, my experiences around dating, those are valid. Now, are they everything? Is that the whole story? No, there's more to it. There's a lot more to it. And it's also valid that, like, we all have a come from we all have like a mode of operating and some of that is practical. Some of it's like deeply emotional, psychological mm-hmm. stuff. Some of it gets mixed in with our image of God and who yeah. we think God is and how he, he should be and how people should act. And, you know, kind of like the, the moral law that we operate according mm-hmm. to. And what, what I think you and I aim to do in the show was just create a conversation mm-hmm. like, collect stories. Let's look for wisdom. Let's have a conversation about this stuff that's on all of our minds. And let's get into some details. Let's like throw some old wives tales about dating out because they're done. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like uh, all that stuff. It's not, not the thing anymore. And instead let's, let's not uh, um, be beholden to that and, and like find freedom. Yeah. And I know one of the things that I've always loved standing for together with you in the show is that we want to see people free mm-hmm. and liberated yeah. uh, to, to date and to do that in a free way, in a way that honors God, but also like in a full, free, full hearted, mm-hmm. uh, vulnerable, loving to other people, honoring to other people kind of way. Yeah. 
And um, so let's let's try to you know take it back almost chronologically. Uh, early episodes, right? We're talking about some of those goofy topics that showed up. Like uh, oftentimes, you, you you're about to like everybody you're listening. You're about to hear like the greatest hits album uh, of, of our show. Uh, and if any part like captures your fancy, just go back and listen to uh, those episodes or whatever. But we started uh, off talking about like the idea of pursuit, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I don't know if you remember that episode very well, Candace, but basically just this problem of people talking about like. Oh, wait, uh, has he really pursued you mm-hmm. she, or, or whatever? Mm-hmm. And and also the, the gender roles yes. associated with yeah, that in Christian culture topics. and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. What, what are some of your highlights from that? What do you remember? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I was going to say before you said it, the, the gender role aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think something that encompassed a, a lot of our episodes um, – that like a a nugget that I want people to take with them is like not to try to fit the experience into a box. I think we overcomplicate dating so much hmm. um, rather than allowing ourselves to just say, "Do I like this?" And with that yeah. pursuit mentality, and especially for women in the church, it ends up being you get caught up in is someone going to choose you? Is someone going to pick me rather than realizing yes. I have a choice. And yes. do I like this? Do I like this person? Does this feel good to me? Is this honoring? Is this close to what Jesus talks about when he talks about what it means to love the church? Is it is it fruit bearing? Do I walk away feeling peace? Do I walk away feeling love? And instead, yes. I think sometimes we get caught up in the, you know, feeling like I should feel a certain way. You know, this person's mm-hmm. great on paper. It should be like this or they're you know, acting this way and I should be okay with it or something's wrong with me rather than I love that word freedom that, you know, we have freedom to pick what our favorite flavor of ice cream is and dating should be just as, you know, in a lot of ways simple, especially since you're going to be with that ice cream for a lot of years. So if you... 31 flavors, baby. (laughs) Take your pick. Yeah, if you don't like... But only one. And if you don't like that one, don't justify having to eat nuts your whole life if you don't like nuts, you know? (laughs) Like, don't get that one. If you don't like strawberry ice cream or sorbet, that's not your jam. And that's okay. Pick the one that feels, you know, good and honoring and, you know, that that cozy... Chocolate or vanilla flavor, you know, it could be wild too, but yes, the analogy you know, this only is goes taking so me far. into another one of our early episodes, which are, we, we call the list. Yes. So basically, uh, the fact I love that, that like, episode. when we've, uh, yeah, it, it was so fun to record that one with you, but like people have like a, a, a list internally of like, here's what I'm looking for. Here's, uh, you know, here's the qualities character wise. Here's what I'm into. I want to be able to share in this, this, and this with this person. Um, you know, here's even like, Things about I, I tend to be attracted to the, this kind of person's eye color, mm-hmm. or what have you, mm-hmm. right? And and so people like have these lists that mm-hmm. they've created, and you and I both got to like see what's valid in it, and also kind of interrogate some mm-hmm. of those pieces. Like, uh, are we just being picky? Are we yeah. are we too too connected to our lists, mm-hmm. and is it shutting down options mm-hmm. for us in dating? And at the same time, yeah. uh, you know, maybe it's, there's some validity to it, yeah. right? Absolutely. As a therapist, I see that too, that sometimes you have a client who meets someone who's great 
and is kind and consistent and loyal and they feel good, but it's not what they always imagined. And so it's like you have to break up with a person that you imagine you're going to marry before you can even be emotionally free to explore other options. Yes, totally. And and, I mean, uh, again, uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep like free associating with episodes (laughs) that we've done. All right. I'm glad you remember um, so much of this. That's fantastic. I'm doing my best. Um, uh, So you mentioned like, just the fact that, uh, like marriage, I think it's maybe the first time we've talked about marriage so far on this episode. Um, but you know, like dating, especially if we're, we're interested in doing it seriously and not casually, then we're, we're probably thinking about marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, and it reminds me of an episode where we talked about how, like we, we might have like this dream of marriage. The dream episode. Yes. I love that episode. I had the episode featured on, on my website for a long time. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes. And it, and I think it hits at something interesting, uh, which is both like the fact that this dream has been built up for us for so long, mm-hmm. especially as Christians around this ideal marriage, um, uh, like, and, and we'll date and we'll get there and then we're going to have our dream come true. And, uh, you know, someday your prince will come and it's become full Disney. Yeah. Right. And that became, uh, the romanticized narrative yes. that we we just imbibed. It, yes. it just kind of took over our, our minds from childhood. Yes. Right? Oh, my gosh. Can I bring something up? Because it's like Please. lighting a, a fire inside of me. Um, so when I was growing up, probably sometime in middle school, I got this book. And it was called uh, Lady in Waiting. And it was a Christian mm. book. And I remember at the time, I like loved it and found like, oh, there's so much truth in here for, you know, it's all about waiting for the man God has for you. And then, you know, maybe a few years back, I like opened that book up because I had such fond memories toward it. And it was crap, absolute crap, <laughs> terrible <laughs> theology, so damaging. Oh, yeah. It was all yeah. about comparing how to be like Ruth. And use Ruth as a model for what it looks like to find your husband. And if that doesn't strike alarm bells to you, you got to go back and read Ruth (laughs) and deconstruct what you were told about that fairy tale type of story. Because it's not it, right? Her husband dies. She's poor with her mother-in-law. And to make a living, she like goes and finds an older man and kind of persuades him to marry her. That is not the way to do it. And it was rewritten to be like, oh, she was faithful and, you know, she waited for her Boaz. And, man, Uh that put a lot of fantasy into my mind, and it wasn't even biblical. That is it. And I feel like that's one of those themes that we kept returning to, which is, like, where, where does, like, fantasy and culture end and where does what's biblical and what's honoring to God begin? And the thing that I, I found interesting is that, um, you know, obviously when it, when it comes to dating, like dating's not mentioned at all in the Bible. Uh, you, we see some people like sort of courting each other, but then like we get zero details basically mm-hmm. about any of it. And uh, instead we're just given like these biblical principles for like, hey, generally this is how you should treat people. Mm-hmm. Like show them honor, show them respect. Uh, if you if you get an argument, reconcile to each other, uh, so on, like, uh, which applies in any circumstance. And these are the principles that we can mostly look at when we're, we're talking about dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
that was like a, an ongoing theme. And especially in that dream episode, um, part of what, what we're doing is trying to debunk some, some mythology yeah. around, uh, around dating and, and around marriage yes. and around family. And, and I well, think also, around Christianity. Yeah. Because a lot of times we grow up when we hear these stories, which a lot of times when we first hear them, they're like truncated down to be the child bite sides or Sunday school version. And then mm. we forget things like logic and preference. And, and you know, what came to my mind was in the, the Old Testament, you know, I think it's Genesis where... Um, I'm forgetting who it was, the, the man that wanted to marry Leah, who like the Lord said, like, you know, take your servant and whoever like offers the animal water first, like that one is going to be your, you know, your wife. Do you know that story? I wish I could remember the characters right now. I wish I could too. Um, I think it's the man who like ends up marrying Leah. Anyways, um... But in that story, what I see sometimes, and Christians are like, oh, well, like, God will just, I'm waiting for God to tell me on what street corner do I walk on and, like, wait for my wife to show up, you know, rather than doing the practical work of, you know, getting that dating profile or going to that party, striking up a conversation, asking a girl out on a date. Um, That's it. That's exactly it. Like, it's way less dreamy than we expect it, and it's way more practical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know... Another, you know, dimension to that episode that I think was good is is honoring the fact that, like, hey, if we wanna if we wanna be married and we wanna have family and kids and stuff, like, it's okay to want yeah. that, and it's okay to be vulnerable in our desire to want mm-hmm. that, and not in some sort of Disney-fied way where, uh, you know, the like having a good life utterly depends on it. Yeah. But instead, just like this honest, vulnerable thing. And I remember being open with you on that episode about like, yeah, like I, I really want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really, really want mm-hmm. that. And I'm like so excited to be a father. And there's this this kind of almost like feeling of need of like, no, I almost feel like that's almost what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, and, and like that's built into the dream, yeah. the picture. So then it becomes a matter of, okay that I make this dream a reality, yeah. right? If that's my big hope, like, what do I got to do about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, I'm so glad that you're bringing up, like, yeah. the, the practical steps yes, necessary. Yes, because I think as Christians, step. what we def- what we can default to, depending on, you know, what church you were raised in, is doing the kind of following the signs and wonders. And yes, God works in, you know, miracles and um, can speak to us. There's so much that he's asking for us to practically do and not just go on autopilot and be like, Lord, download into my brain, you know, the perfect woman, bring me a a vision Mm -hmm. of who she is. Like he gives us a lot of freedom to write that story. Oh, totally, totally. And this is reminding me of another episode. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm skipping through the seasons here a little bit. I like your direction. But, uh, uh, this was our first episode of the second season, which uh, our second season got drastically, um, you know, derailed by uh, COVID-19. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, and uh, the coronavirus. So, um, you know, season two, not what we expected it to be. Sorry for not delivering on some of this stuff that we were hoping for. Um, but when we uh, opened that season, we opened it with a just... A, a conversation about where where are you? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you meet people? Mm-hmm. That was one of the most common questions we got. It's yeah. just like, where do I even go to meet people? 
And um, I thought you had a really cool perspective on that. Do you, do you remember what you, were, you would say? Tell me. <laughs> that was two years saying, ago, right? We go, talk about didn't expect how season two turned out. We started that two yes. years ago and had a lot of vision for, you know, like you mentioned, we we're going to go Portland and uh, yeah. record with Tim Mackey and John Mark Comer. And, you know, then yeah. you got engaged the next week after recording that. Then, you know, I got married a couple weeks later and <laughs> had a baby and there's COVID-19. Um, so... All that to say, please remind me of my wisdom. All right. Well, you were really smart. And let me remind you of how <laughs> smart you were. And as everybody's asking this question, where do I meet people? The question in response is, well, where are you? Mm-hmm. Right? Which is both a, uh, the answer is, well, you can meet people wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening mm-hmm. in the grocery store, at the gym. Not right now. It's that happening at home. Because we're on lockdown, <laughs> but on on uh, video calls. <laughs> yeah, on coffee meets bagel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, on coffee meets bagel. On, on all sorts of cool online yeah. uh, options. Um, but that was one layer to it. Is just like wherever you are, you can meet somebody. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, so now you can meet somebody wherever you are. Where do you want to be to meet the kind of person that yeah, you want to? That's right. You want to find. Yeah, right? out clubbing or volunteering. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. At the gym or at church or playing street hockey or playing soccer. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where yeah. I met my husband. <laughs> nice pull from uh, your own history. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah like um, I thought, I thought especially that second point um, of where if you're, if you're looking for people to, to meet and possibly date, then uh, go to the place where the kind of people that you're interested are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And th- that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I don't know if I said this then, but I would add to that, like, actually show up. Like, as a yeah. as a aware, full-functioning human, I, I think sometimes we go through our life where to an event and we're just half there. Um, yeah. But being able to explore options and be mindful, be present, look around you, you know, get in touch with yourself, your awareness, any body sensations, any excitement to talk to somebody. Yes. See who you're attracted to, um, you know, these kinds of things. And and this leads into another episode where we talked about attraction. And um, one of the biggest things that I tried to harp on in that episode is what actually is attractive mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. like and my my deep conviction is the most attractive thing about a person is if it's a person who is passionate about what they're up to in their mm. life um like if they if they care and they show up and they want to be present to like hey this is what i'm doing and i care about mm-hmm. it that's utterly magnetic i wonder if part of that is someone living in their true identity Right. When yes. someone is matching who God created them to be, living out their gifts, you know, really yes. connected to themselves, being authentic. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that that is like where the now and the not yet, you know, get met and you see that kind of divine in another person and it is magnetic. Yes. Yes. And I'll add along with the living in the identity and according to gifts, according to a call that's beyond themselves. Mm. Right. Because some people, you know, they, they've got they've got the identity, they got the gifts, 
but it's a it's a circle it's a loop mm. like what they're after is what they're about mm. and the things that they like and whatever but when people are are know that stuff and work in those gifts and stuff but it's about something much much larger than mm-hmm. them then by caring about them it opens up to the whole rest of the yeah. world yeah yeah and absolutely. Uh, by by liking them and like being along for the ride with them then you get introduced to like oh wow that's a thing that i wouldn't even even known about and you are a person deeply invested in it Mm -hmm. and that can be such a beautiful thing well I I think in that what that requires is like living life with the Holy Spirit right when Mm -hmm. someone is really connected with what is beyond themselves and living in their like true God-given identity that is typically a person that is abiding in the Lord and you see that fruit in the way that they are using their talents and and that that God is is using them. Yes, yes, and and I mean, so attractive. Um, and you know, let's just take a turn for a moment okay. to some of the darker side of it. How about that? That All sounds right. great. Because uh, we've been way too upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I know the myself of the first episode would shake my head at myself today. Uh, sure. sure I, I had a question. Okay. Going back hmm. to of the uh, examples that you gave, the one about um, where are you? Yes. I have a question that maybe you can answer, at least enlighten some of our listeners too. Because what right. came to mind was all of those times that I would be at a party and I'd have an amazing conversation with a guy. And I felt like, wow, sparks are flying like this. Something can be here. And then either he like walks away and I like never really see him again or like, you know, just wave at church or he gets my number and never follows through. What is up Mm -hmm. with that? Yeah. What's up with that is either he's too nervous to interact with you or he's just not that Mm. into you. Mm. And I think it's so good. I, either of those things, like, you know, I, I think probably, you know, just got to let it go. Yeah. Just got to, really in my opinion, helpful. like ten, spending too much time, like <laughs> chewing on it. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> yeah. so helpful. I, I mentioned this before in previous episodes, but that book, he's just not that into you. It's not a Christian book. It requires, you know, some maturity to read. But the concept about that book really helped me in life because it was so simple. Yeah. If you wants to call you, he'll figure out a way to call you. If he wants to date you, he'll figure out a way to date you. Like you don't have to overcomplicate it or make excuses for him or wait around. Yeah. He's just not that into you. If he's not, yeah, following up, if he doesn't ask for your number at the end of the conversation, that's all the information you need to know. That, yes. And now here, here's the part where we, we get to like find the, the liberating, empowering thing that is in this. If you're really into him, then you can give him a call. You know, if you're really into him and you can demonstrate. And of course, it's going to be require some courage. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be a little bit vulnerable, yeah. whatever. But every, every one of us has got that in us. Yeah. Where if we're into somebody and we have questions, let's just go ask yes. the questions. So right? good. And, and so, you know, um, yeah. again, this, this goes back to some of what we want to open up um, through this is there's a bunch of outdated uh, gender norms, expectations mm-hmm. um, around dating. And I know some people 
really stick to the traditional stuff. And if that really works for you, then fine. By all right, means, that's you your know. preference. That's uh, your flavor of ice cream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. That's on your list. Right. Um, but at the same time, like uh, it, it's it's not working for lots of people. Right. And it's not like it's an unbiblical thing <laughs> to like to, to reach out to somebody else first yeah. to make the first move. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's not like anywhere written in the Bible that like men should only ever be the one who like asks the girl out on the date or something, right? That's not an actual biblical principle. And, right? and if it's seen in the Bible, it's because that was cultural of that day versus it being sinful or. Yes. You well, know. well, I would say it, it's, if it's anywhere in the Bible, which I actually don't think it is. Um, I mean, it, just the stories, like seeing the stories of when, you know, men pursue women it's yeah, exactly. It's descriptive day. rather than prescriptive. That's right. It's Such saying, a good distinction. Here's what happened, not here's what should right. happen, right? So, um, and yeah. it is vulnerable. I mean, I could speak to that from yes. the woman's side. I've always been a little more cavalier when it comes to, um, you know, expressing interest in someone or initiating for further interest, um, and that yes. had you know did not go well a lot of times, and. When I did that for my husband, it did. We were friends already, and yeah. I was starting to have feelings for him, and I just didn't want him to friend zone me. So I just simply said that, like, hey, I don't want to be friend zoned. What do you think? And you know, I'm yeah. so glad I had that conversation because for my story, he just assumed we were just friends and wouldn't let his mind yeah. go there. Yeah. And so yeah. by me bringing it to the table, it gave him permission to see me as more than a friend. And wow. that really worked for us that is yes that's so good you know let, let's fast forward here a little bit you know um to a more recent episode where we talked about friendship and dating mm-hmm. and uh and in that you know we got to hear some of your story some of my story um and you know talk about the dynamics of people starting to date their friends yeah. and um you know how, how can be a, a sort of nerve-wracking to make that turn uh, yeah. in particular from friendship to dating, but I love the little story you just said uh, about you and your husband because that feels like such a great example of just being out with it mm-hmm. and just saying, hey, if there's something here, I would like to know yeah. and I, I'd be open to it and maybe there could be, right? Um, uh, likewise, uh, with me and Lindsay, like my question and my question that I encourage everybody to kind of lead off with if you're, you're thinking about dating a friend is like, hey, we're really good friends. I really like being friends with you. Are you up for exploring this? Mm-hmm. If this could be uh, something, something else and you have for dating. And, uh, and just like the language of exploration, yeah. it drains all the expectation yes. of it. We should know already. Yeah. Um, you know, this, like, even though, uh, Lindsay and I, we were friends for like eight yeah. years before we ever dated, I already had a pretty good sense of who she was and, why she was so attractive and compelling mm-hmm. and stuff. The only thing keeping me from dating her was that she was living in, uh, you know, we're always long distance from mm-hmm. each other and whatnot. And, uh, and eventually it's just like, why am I limiting myself? Yeah. Why do I keep limiting myself from a good thing here? Mm-hmm. Like, well, like, why do I keep sabotaging, um, you know, this incredible friendship that I, is, is the kind of friendship that I would hope to have with somebody that I date yeah. or somebody that I marry. Uh, somebody that I raise kids with, like, why, why am I not like 
honoring this friendship Mm -hmm. by being curious and exploring, just seeing if there's something there. So, um, yeah. Uh, you have any, any more thoughts on kind of like that friendship dating, um, dynamic? Yeah. Well, the first thing that came to mind that I don't want to lose is if you're dating someone to ask yourself, would I want to be friends with them? Because it's remarkable how many times you get caught in a relationship and realize, oh, I don't, I, I wouldn't even actually be friends with them. And in marriage, seeing how much of a marriage is the day-to-day friendship. Like, I enjoy this person. I respect this person. I want to be around them. Our values align. You know, this is, we can be respectful to each other. Uh, It's so much, it's so much more friendship than it is romantic on a day-to-day basis. So that is extremely valuable to prioritize and to, use that filter to weed out people you're already dating who, you you know, sometimes, you know, have such a heart for women who make silly dating choices because, you know, I have plenty of silly dating stories in my life. Um, And my heart feels so compassionate for when a girl explains someone who they're so caught up with, who is a total jerk, who is treating them terribly and, to, yeah. to not ask yourself, you know, do I like this person? If, would they be one of my friends? Well, no, but I really want them to call and I want them to want me and um, empower yourself enough to be able to say, yeah, I don't, I actually don't enjoy you enough to be a friend. And, you know, maybe I can't break this myself and I need to, you know, go to therapy or do something more extensive. Yeah. But um, I think that's a really key aspect of, of choosing someone, even if you're already in the process. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And, um, you know, now I'm going to take us back to that, the downward turn that I was planning for yes, us. Okay. All right. So we start, we start dating some people. We, we're attracted to them. Things are going okay. Yes. And then um, maybe instead of the person saying yes and our dreams coming yes. true, we face rejection. The breakup. Right? And the yeah, rejection episode. Up. Yes. And um, so... You know, let's just talk through some of our greatest hits of wisdom when it comes to rejection and breaking up and uh, being in the messy parts of a relationship. Um, what, what comes to mind for you, a, Candace? A huge book list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. You, you're like our, our resident uh, like librarian who has all the resources for what people can oh, read about man. this. I've always appreciated yeah, that. Yeah. Um, because... So on the, you know, the person receiving the breakup who's experiencing rejection, if you loved that person, if it was particularly difficult, or if it just hit, you know, an identity issue inside of you, I'm not lovable, I'm unworthy, then there can be so much to work on in you from that breakup. And um, some books I really appreciate, um, there's a book called Exaholic, and it's, you know, to me, a very silly name. But it's written by a therapist, and it's all about the addictive qualities of dating and attachment Mm -hmm. and how to free yourself from, you know, you feel almost like addicted or drawn to someone, and and it's really hard to break that attachment. Um, So that's the first book that comes to mind. I feel like I have a slew of books, and for some reason, um, yeah, I'll have to think a little further, but... Yeah, no problem. Like if they if they come up as we keep going, um, yeah. I, I mean, I just think about um, us talking about rejection and how 
in, in lots of ways, when we're rejected and when we're dated, when we're dating, that can be sort of like the nightmare comes true mm, for us. Um, yeah. Dating is a necessarily vulnerable yes. thing if we're going to do it right. And so that means we're putting our hearts out there. We're, we're you know, putting in effort to get to know somebody. We're uh, forming bonds with people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're investing some hope in something happening mm-hmm. or, or something like that, right? And then when we face rejection and the person says no to the date or the person, you know, says no to a next date mm-hmm. or the person breaks up yeah. with us, right? I mean, um, in lo- I, I see that as being, again, like uh, this, is, this is my worst fear yeah, coming true. I opened my heart yes. and now, you know, I, I'm kind of left here in this vulnerable yes. place. So, I think Kurt Thompson talks about that in The Soul of Shame. Like that is the biggest wound is to yeah. be vulnerable with someone and then not be accepted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were going to say something. Yeah. I don't want to. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Is that, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and basically like to be rejected in, in that way. Now, I, I think like some of the, the, I don't know, advising or kind of feeling out the wisdom in this that, that you and I got into had to do with resilience mm-hmm. um, and what does like the ability to pop back from rejection mm-hmm. give it give it give it space yeah. give it time L- let it let it be a hard thing you know we don't yeah. have to like get back in the game that's right away right. or something like that that's right uh, right and, and at the same time uh, just like the assurance of no nah, y- y'all are made of resilient stuff yeah. we're we're he- as humans we're able to bounce back from things and it's the grace of god and it's built into our the neuroplasticity of our brains like we're able to bounce back and that's an incredible gift um and so especially when we hit something as emotionally difficult as rejection in a romantic relationship the reassurance that's out there is that there is resilience potential. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's just always good for us to have on our minds. Yeah. And whenever a relationship does take you out, like a breakup really does get you into that place. I think you've shared in the episode to a time that you were like really depressed after a breakup. Yes. Um, a lot of times it, it is about the breakup and it's usually about more than just that. It's triggering right. something about our self-worth it's bringing up a wound from our childhood. Um, you know, it's bringing yeah. up unfulfilled dreams and hopes in our hearts. It's bringing up, you know, misconceptions that we have about God and how he, we thought he would fulfill or how maybe we, you know, felt like we misunderstood him in the process of dating that person. Um, and I, I do think, yes, totally what you're saying about resilience. On the other side of it is so much hope. And to mm-hmm. take advantage of the the grieving process because the way that we grow hmm. is through loss and heartache. It is what yeah, that's good. motivates us to, you know, continue to develop as humans. So really looking at whatever's coming up for you in that rejection, dealing with it, and then, you know, learning that what you dealt with has made you a more eligible partner for the person you're going to find. Yes. Yes. That's so well said. I feel like I'll, our like her podcast is mostly like a, a, a you know commercial for therapy constantly you know uh, it's just like hey you know you you 
you learn some stuff, you date, it opens up deep territory yeah. in your heart that you become more aware of. And hey, go to therapy. It's yeah. great. And <laughs> you know, a and normal pray. process. Yeah. And the first thing I usually hear from people is, but I don't feel that way toward my friends and I could develop really healthy friendships and I've had friends for years and I could commit and to normalize to people that the part of our brain that makes friends is a different part of our brain that opens up the, mm. the vulnerability of attachment. There's only experience the romantic love and our primary caregivers. Yes. Let's get into attachment because you led us through an incredible two episode long treatment (laughs) on attachment and uh, what does unhealthy attachment look like? What does healthy attachment look like? Um, Honestly, it's, it's such a great living resource for, um, you know, for you to show up with your expertise as a a therapist who's like deeply studied attachment theory stuff and uh, kind of normalize the conversation yes. for us. So I'm so glad that that's just going to live on the internet forever. By the way, everybody, if you're listening, yes. these episodes aren't going to go anywhere. Like you can keep listening through. We're, we're just going to keep them posted mm-hmm. online. Um, you know, till kingdom come as far as we're concerned or until, I don't know, nobody's <laughs> listening at all ever anymore. Um, but uh, attachment. Yeah. All right. Uh, what, what, um, what were some of like the, the big bullet points? Yeah. Um, Detachment is the decodering often of the wounds that show up in dating because attachment brings us to our primary experiences with, you know, whoever took care of you early, you know, typically mom, dad, and in those early years of life, and of course our attachment is formed throughout our life, but early in life we're hardwired through experiencing the love from them and learning about what love and trust and consistency, you know, and conflict and language means. And now that I have my own child, I can really see that as we pour into her and teach her that she's cared for, we're developing something solid inside of her, knowing that she is loved, that she has a base, that people are for her, that the world is trustworthy, that something bad can happen and she can receive comfort. But we don't all get that type of parenting. And, you know, some of us get abuse. Some of us get neglect. Some of us get parents who, you know, just life circumstances. They're working. They're busy. uh, Maybe they're trying their best, but their parents didn't equip them. They don't know how to express their emotions. They don't know how to validate your feelings. They didn't attune well to your cries when you're a child. So when you're hungry, they you know, changed your diaper when you had a poopy diaper, they gave you a bottle. And so Mm -hmm. that forms you, that forms the way that you see the world and what you expect from love. And so if you're formed expecting that people are not going to know me, that I'm going to be misunderstood, then it bends Mm -hmm. the way that you love in a way that isn't helpful and healthy. And Mm -hmm. so oftentimes if you're dating and you find there's something in me that just feels really hardwired that I can't get over that shows up in all of my dating, maybe I'm very avoidant, I self-sabotage, I like someone right away, but then after a while I just kind of lose steam and this always happens to me, I don't want to be committed, Um, then you probably have an attachment wound that taught you that avoidance was the safest thing to do because you weren't going to get your needs met. Yeah. And you know, the coping mechanism is an avoidance. Or if on the other side of that, you find yourself hyper involved with dating, really, you know, hyper attuned to what people are thinking, fearful of rejection, Mm -hmm. very clingy, then you probably have an anxious attachment style and your way of dealing with not getting your needs met 
is to cling and desire love and to look for love in everyone and everything because you have this insatiable need that hasn't been met. Right. And right. what God wants for us is security, secure attachment, because ultimately, regardless of what parents you have, you are 100% loved. You're 100% cared for by your Father in heaven. You are known, you're mm-hmm. seen, you are, you know, your needs will be met, you are attuned to. And dating, if you date someone who's healthy and you do the work of discovering your attachment style and learning what healthy looks like, then dating relationships and especially, you know, in marriage when you go into commitment can be a healing and restorative process because you that get so your love, good. you know, needs met. Yes, yes. And I think that is largely what what we hope happens uh, in people's dating experiences is that there's like a healthy, secure connection that happens where there's good communication and there's there's respect and there's uh, an appropriate showing of affection, uh, appropriate intimacy, mm-hmm. all these kinds of things. And when we, um, you know, when we, to, to kind of shift it to some other episodes here, um, we, we also start to explore not just like the initial stages of dating and not just like when dating goes poorly and stuff, but when we start to get exclusive mm-hmm. and we get, start to get in a serious relationship and, you know, we're starting to, um, you know, bring, bring our partners home to meet the, meet mm-hmm. the family, right. At holidays and what have you. Right. Um, and I think that is the perfect territory to, to, to do some of that deeper attachment investigation mm-hmm. because you're with a person who there's, a an commitment to exclusivity. I'm not seeing anybody else anymore. Right. Uh, you're, you're going to be my one person mm-hmm. right now. Um, or, or uh, I'm going to introduce you to my family mm-hmm. system. You're going to see what it's like to live in my parents' home for a while. And boy, are you going to discover things about me, right? And I'm going to do that with you. And I'm going to discover lots of things about your family dynamic. And boy, yeah, it's like, you know, it, you're, if you thought you could hide some stuff, uh, well, it's coming, yeah. you know, it's the, the rooster's coming home, right? Uh, like, is that an expression? I don't even know. But it's coming like home to it. roost. I is feel that, like I understand I it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, look, I'm at the point where I'm so into this that I'm not even aware of what I'm saying anymore, but we do, we'll, we would edit this part out if we ever edited things that thoroughly. Yeah. We don't. Secret. We so. don't typically edit anything. <laughs> exactly. It's all real and unpolished um, like dating. Yes. Our very unpolished, uh, conversation. So, um, but at any rate, so in these like more, more committed relationships, Deeper discovery yeah. happens, right? And some of the hope is that is what happens. Yeah. That's even what it's for, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, thinking about like that, yes. when relationships start to get serious and uh, people are meeting family, what were some of the pieces that you have lingered with yes. you from our conversation? And that crosses over to the mess episode. That dating yeah. is so messy. Once you, you know, those first few dates, you really show up as your best, right? Going back to the first date episode, you know, you you dress up nice, you go to a nice place, you put your best foot forward, you talk about things that you're really proud of, your accomplishments, your hobbies, Um, you know, you do your elevator pitch, and that has a time and a place, but as you, like you're saying, you get more exclusive, you get to know someone more, you are required to do things like commit and, Mm -hmm. you know invite people into your secret places and into your family dynamics system and, um, 
that is when a lot yeah, and of show people things get messy. How messy your bedroom yeah. is, and how messy your car is, and yeah, and a lot of times how disorganized it's, you are, or whatever. It might a be. lot of times we don't see the stuff that gets pointed out by someone who you know. If you live alone, if you have roommates, there's only so much that people see in your quirks. But you date someone, and you're together a lot. You're sharing things, and all of a sudden, someone, someone's saying to you, "Wow, that's so selfish," or you know, "Oh, I don't like the way mm-hmm. that you do this," and all of a sudden you're getting a mirror back about the parts of you that aren't so great or, oh, like I met your mom and did you realize this about her? And you're like, what? I love my mom. She's amazing. She's perfect. And it can be an opportunity to self-reflect and and not just dismiss and justify, which is a human tendency, but you miss out. You miss out a lot in life if the first thing you do is justify or, you know, give rationale for your actions Instead, getting curious yes. and maybe mm-hmm. realizing because this person has your best in mind that they're giving you some really helpful information. Yeah, because they actually really care mm-hmm. about you, right? And that's such a dance. You know, it is such a, you know, it takes high vulnerability to, uh, in, in some cases with some people, um, like to earn the right to give that sort of feedback, mm-hmm. right? Um and it needs to be trust cultivated yeah. and all of those kinds of things. And hopefully through dating, that trust cultivation, that mutual respect, mm-hmm. that um, appreciation of the other's perspective, the ability also to differentiate from mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, I'll, I'll take that in, but I'll have to think about yes. that. Because what you say isn't immediately yes. what is the truth to me, right? Yeah. Like that's the anxious attachment yes. stuff. And that's so uh, helpful because I think in Christian cultures too, you can have, and you know, it's usually male dominated in that you have someone saying, hey, here's all these things I want you to change. You know, the perfect Christian mm. woman would do this. The Proverbs 31 <laughs> woman would act like this. She wouldn't wear that. Um, and, you know, dating a, a more legalistic type of person, you do need to have your guard up. And just like you said, I like that response. Let me think about that. You know, think about it, maybe yeah. get some feedback from other people. Hey, do you see me do this? Hey, do you think this is wrong? Um, yeah. And it might be that you come back and, oh, I'm so sorry, you're right. I had never thought about this before. I didn't realize, right. you know, I always eat the last slice of, you know, pizza or whatever, you know, I, it can be thoughtless <laughs> sometimes. Um, or it can be like, hey, I, I really feel like you're picking on me. I actually don't agree with you that wearing a two-piece bathing suit is sinful and immoral. You know, I, I actually think that it's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That takes me back to, you know, a time where, yeah, I imagine some people are still saying that. But, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, it feels like I just had a, 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 a like, flashback to the late 90s for yeah. me. Yeah. So that's I so mean, funny. And I don't think it's stuck in the 90s, unfortunately. I can think of, yeah. you know, examples in my mind of, of you know, good-hearted Christian men who are taught one very legalistic way of what it looks like to be a, a Christ follower and then put you yeah. through that expectation. And some of it is, mm. um, you know, actually not what Jesus is saying to us. Jesus focuses a lot yeah. on our heart and our lifestyle and being changed by him. And, and sometimes when we get so this, not that, it doesn't come from yeah. God. Right, right. And... You know, I, I think this is a good place for us to move towards wrapping oh, up. Oh, so um, sad. I feel like I, know, I could just right? keep going, going. I know, I know. <laughs> but Candace, we are like 
almost an hour into this oh, thing. Oh, so well, it never feels let's that save way. save our, which... our dear friend's ears. Yes. <laughs> um, and if they really want more, just hit repeat, you know. And Go back to the beginning. To Have you ever done that, like finished a book or a good like uh, television series and you're like, man, I don't want this to end. And we like start it all over. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, hit romantic comedy, The Holiday. Mm. Uh, it used to be a tradition um, with my buddies in college group of dudes on, in the all guys dorm we would watch the holiday around christmas time and then the second time and then we'd watch it again right away but the second time was like the rowdy viewing <laughs> we're like we're just like yelling at the tv and we're just like uh i don't Kiss know her. we had a bunch of stock jokes <laughs> exactly leave him oh, it's, it's such a good time oh, i'm just cheering every time jack black comes on that's the screen, right? hilarious um but yeah uh yeah, were, were there any other things that you were like, gosh, I, I really want to, you know, make make sure that I hit these notes and uh, leave leave our listeners with these words. Um, was there anything else on your mind? Um, I did have one thing that I wanted to to end with, but but before that, I I really just want to emphasize the simplicity in dating. And if things feel really complicated, I do think that's a symptom of something else internal that needs to be worked out, whether theologically mm-hmm. or psychologically you know, emotionally, um, because love hmm. is really as simple as feeling loved. Yeah. Feeling, feeling loved, feeling love for another, yeah. you know, like if that's confusing, then, well, yeah, what are we yeah. up to? Exactly. And of course it takes different oh. shapes at the beginning of dating. That's going to just look like, you know, respect and, um, interest and kindness, hmm. but allowing yeah. that to to be a, a guide and to not overcomplicate it. If you're overcomplicating it, there's there's some narrative there, you know. And I think mm. for uh, what one narrative I hear a lot is, you know, maybe your mom told you, you know, oh, it's you. You're you, you always do this. You you never know how to pick someone, or you know, whoever that voice is in the back of your head, and realizing like, oh, I can learn to trust myself and use my intuition and make a good choice mm. for me. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And on that same note of simplicity, I'll, I'll just toss in one that was a recurring theme, um, was just the idea of uh, observing the fruit mm-hmm. that happens in dating. You brought this up a little bit earlier in the episode, but I think it's been a helpful gauge for me like uh, of like what's good and what's true. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I mean, this is what Jesus teaches us. Like A tree is known by its fruit. And our hope is that as Christians, the fruit that we're bearing are the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, and so on. Right. And that's what we want to see happen through dating somebody, uh, you know, kind of filled by the spirit, Mm -hmm. right. Um, that, that relationship, we can kind of gauge how well it's going according to the fruit that it's producing. Is it producing Mm -hmm. love? Is it producing joy? Do I leave feeling peaceful? Exactly. If you leave feeling self, you know, Shame and condemnation. There's something there, and it might yes. not be you. And I, and I think this is this is the game changing thing for that makes a person an incredible date is less invest uh, investment in am I getting the love? Am I getting the peace? Am I getting the gentleness? And so on, and more. How am I going to bear this in the mm-hmm. other person's life? So as I'm engaging this conversation. Is, is my, the fruit I'm bearing to them, is my effect on them, my impact on their lives, that they're leaving filled up with peace mm. and filled up with joy. 
and like drawn into faithfulness mm. to God and so on. Like, um, and it doesn't need to be some like gigantic thing. It could be simple. It could be simple stuff. Right. But if we just tip, you know, turn, turn the knob just slightly, uh, through an interaction with a person that like fills them up in that way, I think it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And that person going home that you went on a date with, they're thinking about, gosh, that was a good date mm-hmm. and I feel full mm-hmm. and I feel good. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and whether that keeps going on and people keep wanting to date or not, you can rest assured, hey, like I spent myself in in service to another person and honor mm-hmm. to them in a way that like was seeking to bring good to yeah. their lives. And uh, and that's always worth doing. Like it's a beautiful thing yeah. to do. So, yeah, and I just want to yeah. plug the, the Boundaries Nugget um, little episode in there because... Yes, be kind. And if you find yourself on a date with a jerk, you know, sometimes the kindest thing to do is get out of there, protect yourself, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kindness can look like boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like, hey, I'm not going to let you treat people like this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to teach someone how it's, you know, what's not okay. You can't change them, but you can at least show them with your actions that that's not working. Mm Mm-hmm. So good. Mm. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Um, any final words, closing thoughts, Candice? Yeah. Well, in terms of, you know, no, often we end with like a blessing. And what had came to my mind preparing for this episode was that we are in the season of Advent. And Advent, you know, takes on the posture of waiting and waiting for the hope to come. And I really hope that everyone hears that you know, being single can be so hard and we've lived it. And throughout these episodes, we've been vulnerable about the moments that that has brought on a lot of confusion about our futures and our identity Mm -hmm. and times of, you know, seasons of loneliness and depression and bad coping mechanisms. And, um, yeah, yeah, the Lord is so acquainted with your desires and your heart. And this is a good time to allow yourself to posture in to waiting and wanting a spouse is a holy endeavor. You know, one of the ways that the Lord formed us is to, you know, go two by two. And for, for Mm -hmm. most of us, I think the statistic is 90% of people that want a spouse end up getting married. And so it will likely happen for you and bringing that desire to the Lord in the moments that it feels hard and you feel discouraged trusting that God knows you, that he loves you, that he's perfect in his timing. Um, yeah, and just rest in that. You, you know, you, there's always a battle for what else to do with time. And, you know, your timeline might not look the way that you thought, especially for those of us living in, you know, our audience, the metropolitan cities, it, you know, we were both in our thirties when we got married. I'm sure that's not growing up in Bakersfield, what we expected for ourselves. And so that's a mm-hmm. lot of timelines that come and and go by us. And, you know, there is some grief that is, that we have to process along the way. So you're seen, you're known, you are why we developed this podcast. We really hope that you're filled with hope and encouragement as you explore and wait. Mm. Gosh, Candace, that, you know, that got me. Dang. Um, I just so appreciate the heart. I could tell you could speaking that from a real tender place because we have cared for our listeners. And 
uh, yeah, it's crazy to think like I've made friends through this mm-hmm. show, people who listen to it. And I've got a little crew of people in London <laughs> because like they listen to the show and I got to hang out with them and it was beautiful. Um, and, and so it's for them, it's other people I know, it's people who, you know, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting, but I, I also want to leave with a blessing, which is, um, I really pray for the blessing of freedom for you in how you're dating and freedom, freedom to hope and to feel and to follow God's guidance along the way, freedom to be patient and freedom to make a bold move. Like, like all of it, just like there, there's no, there's no limit on, um, what you can do like with, with like with this stuff, like you, when you're just like following, loving God, honoring God and loving and honoring other people, there's like infinite room for creativity and uh, expression and seeking to receive what you're looking for. And more than anything, the blessing that it is to give to others. And if there's anything that I, I just want to like bless people to, it's like, go out there and be a great date that like, that like shows honor and love to a person right? Um, there's, there's way too many freaking scumbags out there, honestly. And I bless you to like, if that was you grace to it, no problem, cut it out. All right. Um, but it's time to like, for us to shift something in the way people are dating. And I hope that we, as people filled with the Holy spirit, seeking the Lord, um, knowing Christ's teaching about loving, loving our neighbors and loving our enemies, that we could be people who date in a way that's uh, not legalistic, not controlling, not any of that stuff. That's super duper free and is so loving and honoring to people um, so that people like, yeah, people will know us by our love. So bless you all with that. Mm. And uh, gosh, before I start, we're just like <laughs> tearing up. <laughs> I think I should stop uh, talking. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to end. And, you know, you and I had talked about that this is a goodbye for now, that we mm-hmm. are, you know, concluding. You know, I know with 2020, it has not looked like that every other week, every week episodes like we started with. Um, so we acknowledge mm-hmm. that inconsistency. Um, but we are concluding yeah. our intention to produce regular content and, mm-hmm. you know, stay subscribed to us. Uh, if we have a thought on our mind, uh, you know, maybe we'll throw in some nuggets or do a one-off episode. And also I know Matt, you've had some great ideas for events and workshops. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, yeah, just stay subscribed. Um, uh, follow the the website, datology.org. It's going to stay live and and you're going to be able to see what's the latest with stuff, um, you know, join a mailing list or whatever, you know, honestly, that stuff's being figured out still at the moment. But um, we have ideas around possibly like doing, doing a workshop uh, for people who, um, you know, got something out of this, this podcast series and who want to figure out what does it look like to more custom fit this to mm-hmm. me, uh, you know, to, to you who's yeah. listening. Um, and uh, it would be something that, Candace and I, or Candace or I, you know, like it, TBD, but, um, just like something, uh, that like we can 
we can do some stuff around romance mm-hmm. and dating and uh, explore some of the deeper emotional territory there. And uh, I- I'm excited about that. Um, you know, if, if you're interested, just like reach out to us over our website so that we can know that mm-hmm. you're interested. Um, if that is a place for us to put our energy, even <laughs> like that'd be really helpful to know. Um, but uh, but also like, you know, these are the sort of ideas that we have mm-hmm. cooking for how could we um, continue to serve this audience in a different way, even if doing the regular podcast thing um, isn't going to be the way that we're going to keep mm-hmm. it up just due to other things going yeah. on in our lives. So, um, yeah, uh, that's basically that that layer of the announcement. Yes, you know? yeah, we're still passionate about the the project to serve the dating community, and it's this is not the last that you will hear from us. You know, if you so choose mm-hmm. to inquire and stay subscribed. So yes, so I guess it's about that time yeah. to say our farewells. Yeah. So, um, bye, Candice. This has been. Such a joy no, to be on this project with you. What a pleasure. Oh, I do think I will cry after this. Yeah, thank you, Matt, <laughs> for all of your kindness. And you know, I know we've pitched before our services. Matt is an incredible spiritual director. I I know him as a friend, and through friendship, there's been lots of moments that you have given me wisdom and guidance that I can only imagine what that looks like with, you know, intentional mm. spiritual direction time, because that is just who you are. Mm. Um Mm, so I do encourage anyone to to find you. And, you know, that is another way, obviously, to tailor fit what you've learned for the podcast to your regular life is to seek, um, you know, one of us out for therapy or spiritual direction or to look for someone in your community. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And definitely went up to Candace as a marriage and family therapist. Check her out off the chain. <laughs> Heard good things from people who have worked with her. Um so, all right. Well, I think that's about yes. it. So, uh, love and blessing, yes. everybody listening. Grateful for you. So um, grateful for everyone uh, listening. I, I will say one more thing. In the early days, that's what got yes. us so excited about this project is the people in our community that listened and gave us great feedback. I mean, that just became such an encouragement and, and let this go on for yeah almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, blessings to you yes. all as you, you keep going. Blessings to new listeners who are finding us after this final episode is posted. But Godspeed, yes. y'all, and uh, take care. Goodbye for now.